Welcome back to Kind of Funny's Rocky slash Creed in review. Of course, I'm Tim Geddes, and I'm joined by the Nitro Rifle, Andy Cortez. Hey. The producer slash seducer, Nick Scarpino. Hey, yo. And the legendary Sancho West. You, my boy. Come on, my boy. Give me my boy. <laughs> really good. Wow. Yeah, that was good. There's a lot of good energy going on here. Two things I want to say off the top. One, had a blast hanging out with Sancho West in real life down in Nashville, Tennessee this weekend. Nice. So that was a ton of fun. We yeah, got to right. catch up, have some fun little drinkies and, you know, do all that stuff. You have fun? Oh, I had a great time, man. The place, that, guys, look, the place they took us had no menu for cocktails. You literally had to tell them what flavors you wanted. I threw a curveball. I said, I want a snow cone type flavor. And they came back with one. I was impressed. Whoa. Yeah, so Greg, Eric Castro got us to do this, like, super dope little speakeasy where it's like, you know, you have to be all fancy and shit. And we did not prepare Sancho for that at all. Uh-huh. So I was just like, oh, yeah, we're just going to this bar. Like, just meet us there. And he shows up, and he's like, hey, like, I'm I'm outside, like, I think. And I was like, oh, well, I'll go get you. So there was no sent- door handle. There's no door handle. It was just yeah. a door. <laughs> so they sent a dude to go get him. They're like, Sancho West. <laughs> and he comes in. Awesome. And he's like, what the fuck is this place? <laughs> and I'm like, that's hilarious. It's like a Zelda like, dungeon. Yeah, totally. <laughs> and they were, they were like, yeah, so, like, what, what, what do you want to drink? And he's like, oh, where's the menu? Like, we don't have menu. So they go around and start asking us what we like. And, like. They, I was like, oh, maybe give me something with like the like a spicy tequila type thing, and like they come back and it was like it was hot sauce, tequila, some honey, and I'm like, oh my god, what this is hell? incredible! And then yeah, it gets to Sancho, he, and he's like, I'm gonna give you a challenge. <laughs> give me like a snow cone, <laughs> like just be a total fuck. And Do you then know the what guy, spice is? <laughs> the guy comes back with this snow cone ass drink, and it was so <laughs> impressive. It was like, all right, y'all won the night. Y'all y'all did the damn thing. So that was cool. Uh, but then the other thing. I wanted to bring up is I hate I hate how much I called it Creed 3 has been delayed officially Mm -hmm. until March Mm -hmm. 3rd 2023 so we're gonna ride this out we are going to complete the Rocky saga and we will get back to Creed leading into Creed 3 uh next year which is not too far away just a couple short months but you know what it is what it is you know what I mean with how fast yeah. the year is going, dude, we'll be there in no time. It's freaking August, dude. Yeah, <laughs> I know. yeah. I know. And, and the other thing is, I didn't know there was so much drama with Sylvester Stallone and the producers, the Ooh. OG producers of Rock. This guy's posting on Instagram, calling them parasites, bloodsuckers. Like it's insane. And yeah. like they announced Drago, like they want to do another uh, Drago film. He's like, they're trying to kill Drago. Try- it stinks. Like that is what's yeah. basically the vibe that Stallone is going for. It's crazy. Yeah. Now, to be clear, he's not mad at Creed. No, he's not mad at Creed three. He's excited for that project. He's mad that a uh, Drago spinoff. So one day we will be doing Drago in this interview. <laughs> but, but he also uh, apparently didn't really like Creed two wasn't given his sort of approval right or some shit or maybe I'm making that up. It starts getting to the point where it gets complicated okay, with like, okay. you know, all, all that stuff. But I mean, like, no, I at this point, it's like that he was. You'll see. I don't want to spoil anything for you, Andy, because you okay, haven't seen okay. the, the Creed no, stuff no. yet. But we'll get to that later. Of course, mm-hmm, this is kind mm-hmm. of funnies in review. Where each and every week we get together to rank, review, and recap different movie franchises. Right now, we are doing the Rocky series. Now, here's the situation of how this is going to go down the next couple of weeks. We have done Rocky one, two. We're about to do Rocky three right now. Next week, we're going to take a break from Rocky. We're going to go back to the MCU. We're going to do uh, Incredible Hulk rewatch. Awesome. Preparing for She-Hulk. Get re-familiar, 
you got familiarized. familiarized with uh the abomination with Tim Roth's character there. Um, oh, I thought and you then, made the whole movie. <laughs> and, and well, that too, that too. We'll see how it goes. Uh, and also, we will be doing I Am Groot, which is I'm, I'm very excited oh. about that premieres next week. So two in reviews. I'm sure the I Am Groot one's going to be more of a fun little mini thing. But then after that, we're going to return to Rocky, and it'll be three weeks in a row. Rocky four, five, six to close out this part of this entire saga. You can get all of that on youtube.com slash kind of funny or roosterteeth.com. You can also get it as a podcast by searching your favorite podcast service for kind of funny interview. And we'll be right there for you. Nick Scarpino. What's up? Did we ever confirm where the leaf came from? <laughs> it came from the chooch it came straight okay. from the chooch. Okay. If you don't know what we're talking about, go to kind of funny's TikTok and watch our reaction to the, I am Groot trailer that resulted in, Honestly, one of the funniest clips I have ever seen in my life. I think I've watched it 10 times That's on good. loop. Gio was good. dying laughing out loud at this thing. It just keeps, it's the gift that keeps on giving. Go check that out. Uh, of course, you can go to patreon.com slash kind of funny to get this show ad free and watch live as we record it. Today, we're brought to you by Chime and MeUndies, but I'll tell you all about that later. Let's get right into it, y'all. Oh, no, no, no. Patreon producers, Molecule and Fargo Brady. Thank you so much. You're the best. Oh, yeah. uh, today. We are brought to you by, no, where am I? Step back, rewind. Woo. Take it back. We're doing some facts, baby. Do, 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 do. Rocky Three released on May 28th, 1982. First Rocky movie Nick was alive for. Oh, yes. Right? I don't I don't believe I saw this in theaters, so though. I think that I, no. I remember seeing the very first. Two. <laughs> yeah, the one I saw in theaters first was Rocky Four. For sure, I saw that, which was incredible. Oh, that's exciting. Can't yeah. wait to talk about that. Uh, this one had a runtime of an hour and 40 minutes. I appreciate the hell out of that. We're getting yeah, shaping oh, yeah. down some time here. Uh, directed <laughs> and written once again by our boy, Sylvester Stallone. The music once again done by Bill Conti. Andy, you ready for me to drop some facts on you? Please hit me with them. So remember, Bill Conti also did the soundtrack to The Karate Kid. Mm-hmm. Oh, right, 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 okay. A little song titled You're the Best, around, performed by Joe Esposito, was recorded for this film, but Stallone rejected it in favor of Survivor's Eye of the Tiger. Yeah, I mean, come on. Good call. Ooh, That's good call. the best call ever. You're the Best was later used in The Karate Kid. So Man. it's like an embarrassment oh, of riches, right? There. Right? Yeah. Like, come on. <laughs> they also do a little known fact too. They also had the the, the song uh, "You Got the Touch." Was the touch? Remember that? Touch. That was also supposed to be for this. No, not for this oh. movie. Oh, I'm joking. I'm joking. Oh, <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, that was Stan Bush. But well, no, I thought what I thought you were about to say, Nick, is that uh, coincidentally, Survivor, the group that did "Eye of the Tiger," also mm-hmm. performed the theme song, "The Moment of Truth." For the Karate Kid, which was uh, then later performed by, um, oh, I forget her name, but that woman in the latest season of Cobra Kai. Oh, Remember at uh, the, uh, when they did yes, the, yes. The, the Old Valley, the Old mm-hmm. Valley. Oh, it was. Were they like, ladies and gentlemen, this person? Oh, you're like, uh, yeah. Uh, uh, Tony Roma's ex-girlfriend. Yes, Tony Roma's ex-girlfriend. Key to side. Oh. Thanks for oh. Shania Twain. No, no. close. Uh, Tiffany Catherine uh, Richards. Catherine Reba Anna Jones. Reba, Reba McIntyre. McIntyre. No, but it was like, yeah, what, who's the new age Reba? It. Fuck, man. Tony this Roma. Is, dude, this is gonna Tony bother Roma. me. Tony Roma. <laughs> 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 Tony Roma's girlfriend. Tony Roma. Tony Roma. <laughs> Tony Roma's is it? Is a restaurant. <laughs> thing. Yeah, sure. Is. Got some good ribs, though. I tell you what. It's, uh, it's with a C. It starts with a C. I know that much. Carrie Underwood. Yeah. Yes. There, there we go. We got uh, there, everybody. Now, hey, again. Want me to blow all y'all's mind for a second? Sure. Blow it. We're a month away from Cobra Kai season five. Yes, we what? are. 
Yeah, dude. Yes, we yeah. are. This year yeah. just went by fast. So yeah. that's absolutely incredible. Anyways, back to Rocky Three. This one had a budget of $17 million and a box office of $270 million. Jeez. Once again, doing extremely well. Uh, in terms of awards, it got nominated for a whole bunch of things. Didn't win too much, uh, but I, the Tiger, got nominated for an Academy Award for, for Best Original Song. <laughs> for a damn good reason, because it is one of the greatest movie songs of all time. Andy Cortez, I want to start with you. What did you think of Rocky Three? I'm glad I watched this movie twice. I watched it for the first time yesterday and genuinely did not like it. Really? I don't know. Maybe I was in a weird headspace. Mm-hmm, I'm not sure. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I just rewatched it legitimately like right before the show uh, started. And I enjoyed it much more the second time around. But I still think there's a lot of decisions that characters make where the script has to put these characters in a spot in order to push the uh, push the story along and maybe cause some tension and cause some um, uh, some issues between uh, certain characters. And some of it feels forced. Like there's some decisions that characters make in this movie that I don't feel again. We've only had two movies with them, but I still feel like, man, I don't this doesn't feel believable to me. And that was my my issue the first time around is that um, not only th- those problems that I I felt like characters were making stuff that just seemed uncharacteristic of them, but it also just really felt like a sequel. And that's mm. such a, uh, a a dumb thing to say analysis wise. But watching it, we get the Hulk in the beginning and. Much like Rocky in the beginning of this movie is doing his montage and he's a superstar and he's being sponsored by everybody. Uh, it almost felt like they were doing a, a commentary on themselves in a way because the Hulk coming out, uh, all of that just felt so excess and it felt so it felt uh, uh, it felt like or a whole Hogan. Sorry. It felt like such a third iteration a third uh, entry into a series um where they're going for the spectacle and i'm getting more and more like what nick was mentioning in part two where it's starting to feel less and less like the sweetheart rocky and more and more like sylvester stallone and i got that so much more here um but a lot of this movie just did feel like um i think i've made this comparison both before but at the end of 22 jump street mm-hmm. all of the fake sequels that happen mm-hmm. <laughs> in the credits i got a lot of vibes here uh a lot of those same vibes here Rewatching it a little while ago i enjoyed it more the second time around i i do think it's still a, a well-made movie but i just really feel like they put a lot of these characters in certain spots that i don't uh, they just felt like unnatural moments for them and it felt like it was like well we got to push it along we got to have we got to cause conflict somewhere. We got to have tension somewhere. And it just all, it felt kind of forced to me sometimes. Sancho West, what do you think? Uh, well, I mean, I agree with Andy there. I mean, we're, it's Rocky, it's like Rocky Mania. It, it all, it's, it's here. And then we're, we're basically close to Prime Stallone in his career. Uh, we always talked about how Rocky reflects to where he is in his career. And this is everything, the, the hookups, the connections, you got all the, the ads, you got, uh, 
Hulk Hogan in it. You got, you know, the appearance of Mr. T. So we're into that. I, I think Rocky Three is the weakest script so far out, out of the entire one. I mean, it has some great moments in it. Uh, the, the opening montage, Eye of the Tiger, it bangs. You got Thunder Lips is really cool and surprising. And then the whole Apollo training is is fun. And then, of course, Mickey's death, I think, is so brutal. I mean, it's it's very, it's it's happened so quickly and it's so brutal and it's beautiful at the same time. So I've always, that scene always sticks out to me when it comes to Rocky Three. I think Mr. T himself, Clubber Lane, is like sick and cool, but he's very one dimensional and he gets like cooler, less cooler the more we see him. Like he's just totally this one note that it's on fire at the beginning. By the time at the end, you're just like, who is this dude? I would like to wish more. I mean, granted, he was like Mike Tyson before Mike Tyson was ever a thing. So that part is, is, is awesome. But the more we saw him, the less I liked. I think everything outside the ring is just bad. Like every scene outside of it's bad, except Apollo's training. I didn't like the movie's pacing so much. I think it really, like, I'm so spoiled by this new episodic way of digesting things. It really feels like if you look at it, you could break out this movie in an episodic structure that will work really well because there's a lot of cliffhangers and a lot of endings that you go, okay, I want to see what happens to Sloan. But it, it it's that start and stop mentality that makes it like, even though it's the shortest one, it feels longer. You get a lot of fights, and then you're by the time you get to the end fight, you're like, I've seen so many of these fights already. It's like the, by the time you're just like, hurry up and finish the, at, at this end. I mean, it's it's still a classic. I still like it. Uh, I definitely a contender for the top, but I, I don't know, man. I, I just felt like the the pacing was the biggest thing of it all. And I think Annie has said as well. I mean, we're getting more of Stallone here, and it's the less lovable. It's more articulate Stallone. You know, he's a little bit more tango and cash, more the Dell Mission Man type Stallone. Nick Scarpino. I love this movie. I, I find it incredibly enjoyable. Um, but it's 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 definitely it's a lot like the last fight with uh with clever lang where it didn't need to happen but i enjoyed watching it while it did um <laughs> this movie is definitely like this is where rocky starts moving into the second phase of what rocky really is right rocky one and two they, they were still trying to do sort of like slightly more intimate character studies of like where rocky was at with his life where mick was at with his life where adrian was this one we start getting into 80s rocky where we start really getting into it's just sylvester stone and if you watch like the first scene he's in, in the first movie and then you just stop and you start watching this movie, they're not the same character in any way, shape, or imagination. The first Rocky could barely read off a cue card. What right. did he do differently between <laughs> training for all these fights where he is now the most suave, debonair, right. most eloquent speaker you've ever seen in your entire life? It doesn't make any sense. It would have made more sense if he had some cognitive decline. It would have made more sense if he was beat <laughs> up. This, he's just all of a sudden a superhuman being, which is completely ridiculous. And so that's where we start getting into the, like, the, the the more caricature of what Rocky is, right? Every like the Family Guy making fun of Rocky, right? All the uh, uh, the 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 claymation brisk commercials that making fun of Rocky, like all that stuff. All of the all of the silly memes is where we're, we're in meme territory now. Mm -hmm. um, having said that, I love Mr. T. He is incredibly one dimensional in this, insanely right. one dimensional. But it works for me because. The movies, every one of these movies kind of examines where a fighter's at in a particular moment in their career, right? The first one is him being hungry. The second one is him actually winning the championship. This one is, I always, it kind of, I always have a soft spot for this one because I feel like it's, it's, it's kind of the saddest place a fighter can be, right? Which is at the end of their career. And they just have to do that one more fight to prove, like, for, for whatever reason. And it usually goes bad. And it does go bad for him in this one. And then we get where I think is the fulcrum point of the entire series, Tim. And I know this is a point that, but I can't wait to hear what happened, what, your reaction to this. Mm -hmm. We get the most it was genius, visceral. 
We get the most genius decision ever, where it's like, Mick's dead. Who's going to train Rocky? And you just hear, I forget what he says, but you just hear his voice. And you're like, is a fucking, is Apollo Creed gonna <laughs> fucking train Rocky? Did Tim Gettys just shoot out of his seat with excitement and hype? And is Duke there? Does Duke yeah. is gonna train him yeah. too? <laughs> Fuck me. It's so, and they go out to California and he's like, you're gonna train where I started. And it's like, it's, so all that stuff just hits on such a fun level because they kind of knew, right? They were like, let's make it seven, let's, let's not make it too long. Let's have these two be together because they have a great chemistry. How do we get them back in the ring? And then Mr. T, unfortunately, very one note, but he just needed to be the one note villain. And he has he does have some bangers, though. I will he say, does. I wrote one down. When Creed goes to shake his hand for the first time, he's like, get out of my corner, sucker. You what? And Creed's like, looks at him like he's going to throw a punch. He goes, what? You want to jump? Jump. <laughs> Which is the hardest fucking thing you could ever say to a former world champion. I love it, man. I, this movie, I find this movie incredibly entertaining. Is it great? I- eh. During that sort of initial uh, showdown in when they're presenting him with the statue, right? Right. And Creed uh, or uh, Clubber Lang is out there starting starting to rock everywhere. And, he's always there. Yeah, everywhere. Always he there. He's such a, a Pokemon villain. He's like Team Rocket. He's just mm-hmm. always there, like to antagonize. But I'm I'm watching. <laughs> I'm watching him like start beef, right? And Mickey's like, no, we're not doing this, and you know. And I'm like, in my mind, I'm going, go ahead and talk about Adrian, because this is such a stereotypical shitty villain thing to do. You're being shitty for no reason. You don't really have any motivation. And you're, uh, where's it at? Where's it at? He's like, hey, do you want to be with a real man? I'm like, there it is. There, (laughs) like, of course, they had to hit the note of like, you know, him. Hey, woman, like, ah, here we go. Like, I was waiting for that to happen because, yeah, he is very, very one dimensional. um, And. I didn't really find myself uh, enjoying a, a lot of those moments. I think that Creed as the coach made me enjoy this movie a lot more than I probably would have had that had they gone a different way with that. A uh, fact for you there, Andy, is uh, in an interview with Mr. T, he said he attended the movie's premiere with his mom. And during the scene where he yells the remarks at Adrian, his mother turned to him and said, I did not raise you to talk to a lady like that. <laughs> and she stormed out of the theater. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> which is Incredible. just awesome uh i i think i'm a lot closer to nick on this one where i really enjoyed this movie i this is a lot closer to what i thought rocky one was going to be in terms of tone and in terms of like what it was uh, attempting to give us uh i think the lena runtime really worked in its favor i think it was the easiest most enjoyable watch so far uh getting into the action kind of like having all the 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 stakes kind of set up we know what's happening I love that I'm still with this Rocky franchise. Uh, I know it from Family Guy. I don't know it from watching it. So I know certain things. I don't know when they're going to happen, how they're going to happen. And I did not expect uh, Apollo Creed to come out and be his uh, coach. And I should have. And I feel like I'm an idiot for not knowing that. And it was just such a reward. Like It was one of those moments I had to stop, pause for a second to be like, oh, this is fucking awesome. Like I didn't think that they could compete with the second half of Rocky 2. And I still think that the second half of Rocky two is the best thing we've seen so far, but I think that they really did the most that they could have and him wearing Creed shorts. Like they just played so many points of this correctly. Uh, I love Clubber Lang as a villain. He was one dimensional that was 
the best dimension possible of just being this like <laughs> shit talking bad guy. I love that every punch and every grunt that he had almost felt like a lion roar. Like it was so 80s, like Nick was saying. And like, I, I guess that's the type of stuff that I lean towards liking a bit more than the, mm. the slower kind of more. Um, it feels like improv talking, real conversation, 70s style that I've just never really been a fan of. Uh, it does feel like a different Rocky character. I like this Rocky character more. I didn't really like him that much in the last two. And I felt that um, he was a little too real. I liked it here. It's kind of like we're, we're picking him up where he's at. And sure, it is what you expect from a, hey, he's a celebrity boxing guy. Didn't expect Hulk Hogan at all. I marked out for that. I thought it was awesome. Got the leg drop. Like, there's just something about this movie that was just delivering a lot of fun. I did not expect at all so many shots of the thighs there's so many thighs. you know what i mean like oh mm-hmm. my god oh, yeah. the little oh, yeah. splish splash in the water between them i was hype as fuck the gratuitous use of eye of the tiger i don't yeah. think they ever truly hit the moment and i'm a little let down by that like i was hoping eye of the tiger was gonna kick in and it was gonna be like a oh, fuck yeah but it was always kind of like a slow transition into it um but i uh, got to appreciate the amount of montages this movie had and i do think that they continued to up the ante throughout this movie again i don't think that any of the montages for as amazing as they were in this one get close to how hype the second movie's one was because that was just so good. Incredible. But I feel like this movie was just consistent the whole way through. I feel like it was enjoyable. Um, I, I continue to not really like Polly. I don't like Adrian. So they felt more minimal in this one. So I got more of what I like out of Rocky in this one. So because of that, I'm, I'm a little more positive on it. Um, and again, that runtime really did it a lot of favors because the first two movies, I was like, okay, I... I'm enjoying this, but I really want it to be over. This one was kind of over before I, I, I realized it. So excited for Rocky Four because like, at this point, I don't know what the hell. Like, when is certain things going to happen? Who the fuck knows, man? We got multiple yeah. movies left. It's it's so interesting because um, just thinking about how the tones in these movies like differ, and I loved the tone in Part One, and I also love the tone in Part One of Ninja Turtles. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, and, and then part saying. two Same gets movie. a little bit more hollywoodified and like mm-hmm. action and over the top and suddenly it becomes a different franchise and i feel like that's kind of what's happening here where they stallone almost kind of understands like what the audience wants at this point and maybe it's not the slower more introspective moments and getting to learn the character and getting to understand who they are but it's more of all right, let's give them the bravado. Let's give them the hype moments and the cool montages and the character getting beat up. And but we're gonna fight back and he, we're gonna train hard. And I, it it becomes a very Hollywood movie in that way that I think, in my opinion, works out for better and for worse in in a couple different ways. Yeah. Go ahead, Sancho. And, and Andy, Ninja Turtles two, Kevin Ash. This one, Hulk Hogan. Wow. Choose your fighter. Yeah, and Andy, uh, to your point too, is I I feel like it is a it is a different tone, and it being the third movie, like it's funny that this movie doesn't really do much that the other two movies haven't done. Like movie one, it's like cool, he fights the champ and loses. Movie two, rematch and wins, and here it's up oh, that they just combine both of those in one, uh, mm-hmm. which I do think helps with the pacing and our understanding, but kind of lessens the like excitement of like what's gonna happen. Like I. The last two movies I was saying in the final fight, I'm like, I didn't know he was going to win or not. In this one, it's like he's going to win. Like, we, yeah. we know he's going to win. There's not really any, like, 
investment there. Um, but I do think (laughs) exactly. I do think that for as one note as Clubber Lang's character was, the moment Creed gets introduced in this one, I think it adds depth to Clubber's character in a way that I think is really fascinating. Uh, I, I don't think they went far enough into dealing with the racial aspects of this. Like there's there's some direction towards it but they don't like do enough with it but i do mostly just poly being racist (laughs) yeah like mostly yeah uh but but having creed be the coach and teaching uh rocky certain things and all that i thought that like that was was cool uh but what i really liked about it was the use of our knowledge of the first two movies and what rocky has went through and what creed has went through and creed being the business guy and how he deals with rocky here where he's just kind of like the, the eye of the tiger like you're not hungry the way you were like look at all these people's eyes like i like that that is clubber and i feel like it kind of gives clubber this like really cool characterization that like sure he is this one note fucking i mean first off can we just say mr t is the greatest awesome. like yeah. just i'm just a bad guy and i'm just gonna talk shit like holy fuck he nailed that right but i think that creed gave uh clubber lang a bit more um nuance just in the sense that we now see both rocky and creed in him in uh, in different ways mm-hmm. and i liked how that all kind of uh paid off at the end of it yeah i mean but i i you know again this is the third movie in the rocky franchise about a guy that boxes so it's it's difficult to find some dimensions but one of the things that i really do like is that you get like a couple things one you get the sense that creed if creed thought that he could have made more money by stepping in he would have fought clubber lang himself which I love. And he has that one moment where he's like, this could, if we do this right, this could be big. So he's like, mm-hmm. he does want to help Rocky, but he also is like, I'm still Creed. I still, I still see an incredible opportunity here. But he has that one moment in the ring where he's like, I, I would swing at this guy if I could. Um, yeah. But what I really, really like about this, and I think that the, 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 the moment that I kind of, I keep coming back to is that moment on the beach with Adrian and Rocky, right? And that's really kind of what the heart of the movie is, is that Rocky's never been scared before. He's never been beat this. He's been beat before. But he's never been beat by something that's so unbelievably overpowering before. And I love that she's like, just say it. He goes, I'm scared. And she goes, cool. Get in there. It, win or lose, it doesn't matter. But you got to face that fear because I know who you are. And if you don't do it, if you quit right now, you'll, you'll regret it for the rest of your life. And I love that. And I love that he has to train in the guy that he had to beat style to beat the other guy because the other guy is the tank. He is the one that gets hit and keeps coming. You can't. It's like two giant you know, rocks hitting each other. So he's like, you got to have speed. You got to have, you got to stick and move, stick and move, stick and move. And if you watch there, the difference between their, his fighting style and the first two Rockies in this one, he fights like Apollo Creed in this one. He's light on his toes. He's sticking and moving, jab, jab. It's super cool. Also, also I love that they, they, they yeah, made finally. Him yeah, he does. But I also love that they actually, and Sancho probably caught this. They also, he was like, you're going up against the Southpaw. They're both Southpaws. So it's like, what are you going to do? This guy's you basically, except he's younger, hungrier, and really wants to knock your head off. And it's when I was a kid watching this, because I think I watched Rocky four or three, four and then rented Rocky three. And then I was like, Rocky one and two were boring to me when I was a kid, but now I love them. But I remember being terrified of Mr. T <laughs> when I was young, because he was fun. When to your, to your point, Tim, when he's throwing punches and it sounds like a car slamming into another car with a tiger growl mixed into it, it's a whack. And, yeah. he, and he just grunts at you and you're right. And they, the way they shoot it, it's like, oh, it's so. It's so visceral, and he. I just think he did such a great job being that foil. Well, I, it's Indeed. also a big change from, I believe, part one even, because part one, it didn't really sound like there was very many punching sound effects. Like, <laughs> uh, like the, the, it's already a big change enough just in production that we're kind of getting those visceral hits. I wanted to talk about that moment on the beach as well. Um, the it, I feel like that moment could have been perfect if 
Adrian was 100% perfect in that sequence because I think like there was like some not great acting and some not great line delivery. A little but loose. It was a little loose. Sylvester Stallone, I thought, was perfect in that scene. Like I, I loved his emotion and I felt like part of it was her trying to match that energy in a way. And it just felt like it wasn't quite there. But when it worked, it worked. Towards the end of it, I think the end of that conversation is like flawless. But starts off a little bit shaky because it's like, man, he's so good. And she's just kind of rough so far. And then it, it kind of even meets up and it yeah. gets it, it gets it, you get that emotional payoff. Like, I love that. I'm scared. I've never been scared. Like, it's so damn good. Sacha, I, I think where this this whole thing where when I start pulling at this movie's threads where I start like dampening on it, because like I said, it's a classic still, is that the orbital eye thing everyone forgot. Whatever. Yeah, we don't he, care about he, that anymore. We don't care about. It. He's fine. We fixed uh, it. We, we, fix... we assume he had enough money to fix that. Back right. Right. Because he's living guy, large yeah. in this movie. And, yeah. Absolutely. And and then I think the, like the other thing that kind of like what I don't like about it is like the the amount of fights that happens when we get to that clever lane fight and we get to the end fight and he has that new style. I'm hyped with it too. But then for like for some reason, and I was going to talk about this when we talk about fight hype. Um, he just starts no selling Clubber Lane like out of nowhere. Like it made no, it makes no sense to me that all of a sudden you're you're in, you're you're a tank and you have the second win. Like it, I wish they explained to me that Clubber Lane is gassed. Maybe he doesn't hit as hard as anymore because all of a sudden Sloan's like, "You went so bad, hit me," and it's like, well, "What are you talking about?" Like this guy was destroying you a couple like a fight ago. And now he's like, you're eating every shot, and Creed's like, "What are you doing?" He's like, "I know what I'm doing." He's like, "I don't understand." <laughs> like, like that to me, I was like, "Wait a they, minute, wait." They like, could have done a better job. Yeah, that's what sure. I mean. I was like, "What? What? What do you mean?" Like, you're no selling him. And the other thing that I'm getting uh, fatigued on is you're gonna find this as well if you're this is your first time watching Rocky. Is they're gonna try to keep telling him, "Don't do this, Rock. You can't do this, Rock. Don't do this, Rock. I don't want you to fight Rock." And then he's like, "I gotta do it." So it's just. Like this is the third movie, uh, where the second movie from Rocky Two to Rocky Three now is like, don't fight this man. Mickey's telling him, you know, and then Adrian finally says like, you you got to do it. You got to be uh, answer it. But the whole thing with Mick, and then you're gonna see it again in other movies like, don't fight. You can't fight. So so you know, like, but I'll, I'll disagree with you a little bit because and sorry, Andy, I want I know you got your hand up, but I don't want to. I want to stress this point. Like, the, I think the conflict with Mickey was why he had to fight. And that makes a lot of sense to me, right? Like, see, I think they did a decent enough job of setting up. Listen, this guy's at the end of his career. He probably shouldn't have fought all these fights anyway. Because mm. the last time we saw him, I mean, he, he he wasn't supposed to fight. He's gone way longer than he's supposed to. But then the realization that, because Mick kind of confirms all set up, it, right? right? Where it he's like, eh. He's like, were they setups? He goes, they weren't setups. But I didn't, you're not fighting the best, right? You're not doing this. This guy is the best. I didn't, I didn't, this guy would have destroyed you back in the day. Mm. And that for for a fighter would wear on you that would be the kind of thing that would get you back into the ring so i think that conflict w was there for me at least and then mm -hmm. by the end of it I, I i do think they could have done a better job of being like it's like it's like that the moment in like rounders where he's like oh i figured out that uh, john malkovich's tell was that he twists the oreos or whatever it is like he should have figured out like oh he's getting tired that's his tell let's train for that but they didn't really do a great job yeah. of that andy you had your hand up sorry um yeah I'll, i needed adrian in that scene to be like you just need to do one thing what's that don't lose just another derivative thing of that um but the yeah in that fight at the end i kind of got some of that from part two as well where as the viewer i'm confused and i don't know how i'm supposed to be feeling um because everybody in his corner is terrified of rocky and he's 
cocky as all hell. And I just need a bit more communication and uh, maybe the the corner in him to be like, oh, he's got it right where he's want him, where where he wants him. But there, I'm getting a lot of mixed messages. Like, is is this the right call or is this not the right call? Because <laughs> like yeah. they're telling him to back off, but he's like, hit me, you know. Like yeah. it just feels like well, I I want to as the viewer to be like, oh, the, the, he's fucking got him right here, you know. Mm-hmm. I kind of want that to happen. Yeah, it's it's funny because it it feels like I've had this criticism of all three movies so far, where it's just like I do wish that it was a little bit more Hollywood in terms of the commentators explaining what's happening and building the story and the narrative of the fights, because it feels like Stallone, as the writer of these and the choreographer as well, is trying to make the fights a little bit more thematic to the entire movie as opposed to the fights themselves telling a story. And so it's like you start seeing it, and it makes sense and adds up, but I just feel it it, it gets it starts to make the fights not feel as connected as. They, right. they should and as hype as they individually should uh because like the the point of him kind of t- starting to take all the hits and like being a tank it's like that's him kind of reverting to rocky one it reminds me a lot of the end of metal gear solid 4 where liquid and solid are fighting each other and like going back between the different fighting mm-hmm. styles of the different games like all of a sudden rocky's like oh you know what like his first round he's dodging right. for the first he's time di- ever dominated. right and he has a perfect round not getting hit at all and i'm like oh this is cool that's way more creed style right and then he eventually is like i don't care what these people are telling me even creed i'm going rocky style i have the eye of the tiger now <laughs> well, I'm doing but, it but but i think they did an okay job well, again I, to your point yes you're right like we needed that one moment where it's like the aha moment right where it's like i get it i see how to beat him i i see what we, i see what that strategy needs to be but i do think that he doesn't start doing that i don't think he's doing the rocky thing from rocky one and two what i think he's doing and i think they did a decent enough job and i think to, to mr t's credit he did a great job at this was that in going into that third round he looks gassed and when he throws that punch rocky has a moment where he's like oh he doesn't have as much heat on that punch anymore and so he's purposely gassing him out. He's purposely going, come on, hit me as hard as you possibly can because he knows he can take it. And then he combines the two styles and just finishes <laughs> him off, which is incredible. Like, I, I I like it, but I think they could have telegraphed it a lot more. And I think, to your point, Tim, like, they needed the traditional, like, three-act structure of these fights. Like, it's going okay. Oh, shit, everything's fucking wrong. Hey, we figured it out. Hey, we won, right? And, yeah. they, and we kind of we kind of just went, it's going okay. It's not going good. He won. Yeah, <laughs> there was no totally. real moment where you, like, kind of figured it out. Uh, so I want I want to move on to the the plot and all that stuff, but real quick, I just want to say uh, before we move on to all that that uh, two things that I love. First off, Creed is my favorite character in this franchise. I, I thought that in the second movie, and I definitely think it now. But he has the best line ever, where he goes, "Heaven knows I don't mind being involved with large numbers," which is the dopest fucking thing this businessman ass entertainer can say. And the way that this movie ends, where the whole time is like, "I'm gonna train you," but I got one favor. I need a favor, and I'm like, "What's this favor gonna be?" Oh my god! And I was like, Incredible. "Is he about to ask for a rematch? Like, is that what Rocky Four is like? What is going on here?" And the way that the rematch happens when they walk into that fucking little yeah. tiny arena, and they're like, "No TVs, no nothing." Come on, man! <laughs> End the franchise here. That is so ten good. out of ten. Perfect, so dude. If, if that's the Family Guy moment you're talking about, right? With Peter and Cleveland, <laughs> they're going. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but we're about to get to the plot but before we do that let me tell you about our sponsors no one likes waiting on a paycheck especially when you got bills due good thing there's chime now you can get your paycheck up to two days early with direct deposit 
That's up to two days more to save, pay bills, and generally feel good about your money situation. But Chime is more than just about getting paid early. It's also an award-winning mobile app, checking account, debit card, and optional savings account. So what are you waiting for? Hopefully not your paycheck. Get started with Chime today. Applying for a free account takes less than two minutes. Get started at Chime.com slash KF Games. That's Chime.com slash KF Games. Banking services and debit card provided by the Bancorp Bank or Stride Bank NA members FDIC. Early access to direct deposit funds depends on the payer. Have you heard about the legendary underwear brand that's taken the podcast world by storm? Famous for their buttery soft undies and bralettes, Me Undies loves podcasts just as much as you do. It's like they're made for you and you're made for them. You're made for each other. Now, of course, ladies and gentlemen, you know I love my Me Undies because they're the most comfortable underwear I've ever had and because they have great patterns. As the king of Halloween, my candy corn pair never fails to make me smile. Everyone knows Me Undies for their super soft undies and comfy bralettes but did you know they also make other stuff we're talking about durable cushy socks that will make your feet sing they even make hoodies for your dog so you can match every important person in your life available in sizes xs to 4xl and tons of colors and prints meoni says a great offer for my listeners any first time purchasers can get 20 percent off plus free shipping and returns to get 20% off your first order, free shipping, and a 100% satisfaction guarantee, go to MeUndies.com slash kindoffunny. That's MeUndies.com slash kindoffunny. All right, Andy, hit it. Plot. Here's the plot. Here's the plot. Here's the plot. Rocky three, ladies and gentlemen. Plot. Here's the plot. <laughs> Here's the plot. Here's the plot. Rocky three, ladies. Oh, okay, I thought you were going to do it again. <laughs> <laughs> <Rising> up. <laughs> That's incredible, Andy. Well Here's the plot. <laughs> uh, my prediction, Tim. Pain. Oh, my God, dude. Yes. Yes. That is the line that I look forward to every single time. That camera shot was terrifying. He the camera. Pain. Oh, man. And then he just has a growl. We get, of course, the recap of the end of Rocky 2 again. This is going to be all part Holy shit. <laughs> Yo, really did it. And then fireworks, baby. And they're like this. Listen, we know what we got here, guys. Mm-hmm. We know what we got. We want to get you in and out. We want This one's the money maker, okay? Two mm. hours, 30 minutes. No, 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 no. What was the one time a brisk 70 140 dude. We can get four times the amount of showings in there. I didn't do the math right, but that makes sense. And guess what? We're going to get people hyped. We're going to keep them hyped for the entire time. And we're going to do that with Survivor. Rising up back on the streets. Did my time, Tim. I took my chances. Mm-hmm. We're watching Rocky with the montage. He's winning. He's getting all these easy fights. Meanwhile, Clubberleg's fucking training in a dungeon. Just seething, waiting for his shot to knock Rocky's remember, head off. Remember, he's like, I live alone. I train alone. Yeah, you know he does all that stuff, man. He looks so good in the tux too. He's like yeah. watching with the tux, and he has the the feathers, and he has that. Yeah, and he has the that head mohawk. Oh, dude, so good. It's funny because like I, I th- did we talk about this or not, Tim? Um, when Mr. T sort of like rose to fame because I think so, this was what after yeah. me and you, me and Nick went to lunch yesterday, and we we're trying to talk about this, and I looked into it a little bit. Yeah, so uh, if you notice in the opening credits, this ends with an introducing Mr. T. Mr. T. And I was like, was this really his like first thing? And yeah, it was. So um, I would have never guessed that. 
for the no definitely not 18 wasn't until years later uh just a couple years but after this uh for the role of clubber lang two real world heavyweight boxers were first considered joe frazier and ernie shavers both were about the same height as stallone and had the powerful physique he was looking for but according to casting director ronda young frazier had a stuttering problem while shavers had a high-pitched voice which would have undermined the character's <laughs> menacing presence after looking far and wide and this is one of the most racist things I have ever heard. Even going to prisons in the hope of finding a suitable black antagonist, Rhonda Young stumbled upon a television program on NBC called America's Toughest Bouncer, showcasing a sports competition uh, and was mesmerized by the winner's physical prowess as well as his charisma. She then called the producer to ask him about the man with the mohawk. And it turns out he was not only a perfect fit, but he pr proved tremendously determined to give the best possible performance right there from the first screen test for what would turn into his breakout role. Dude, Jesus. That's crazy. First off. Second off, I love that he was a bouncer. And third off, Mr. T is just a badass. I mean, really you're talking is. about a guy like who was an icon of the Transcendo. For yeah. sure. Just, uh, just a badass. And, uh, and tag team partner for Hulk Hogan in WrestleMania. Oh yeah, oh yeah. So a lot, yep. another tie there. But I mean, even then, it, it is funny because it's like you know, Booker or uh, Mr. T is like such an iconic, just character, you know. Mm -hmm. And like, the, I pity the fool and all that. Like, that, did it start here? I guess so. Like, this is the first time it I had pity to the fool. Yeah, 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 like stuff. that's that's wild. But like, I feel like everything he says is a catchphrase. Like, he is such a WWE superstar that like you can look at wrestlers and pro wrestlers throughout time from this moment on and you can see the Mr. T inspiration, right? Like Booker T talks like Mr. T and I'm sure that is not a coincidence. You know, it's like, there's okay. just a cadence and an energy and a like just confidence to Colorado, his shit talking yeah. that it's like, wow, like you're, he's special, man. Who would have uh, thought that that Clubber Lang would have, become the hollywood sellout like rocky did i mean it, i pity the fool who doesn't call collect and all the sponsorships and stuff it's really sad cereal boxes and stuff yeah. and cartoons well, in this montage know. though i love seeing rocky on every yeah. magazine in the world <laughs> well it's great so and, and it's the role reversal right because rocky has become creed and now clever lang is the is the young upstart trying to trying to come take the title from him and i love i love that right you see rocky doing all these commercials and then you see creed or clever uh, just running through the streets like Rocky used to, just training, waiting for his time. Uh, I love that they use actual pictures of Sylvester Stallone with famous people. <laughs> just, yeah. you, they're just him. They're just Sylvester Stallone. I love that Sylvester Stallone in, throughout this entire movie. And, I, and correct me if I'm wrong, Sancho, because you've seen this multiple times. I don't think there's ever a moment where his hair moves in this movie. Dude, um, the hair so, was yeah. so voluminous. The, uh, <laughs> the, very voluminous. the Aquanet. The I mean, the, I was going to bring this up in Rocky too. Like you could tell. When a movie or any kind of budget, like even The Office, you could tell when the seasons goes on, every actor and actress in The Office, their hair gets better. Like Angela's hair gets better. Pam's hair gets better. Because the hair and this, wardrobe make it. They, they, exactly. they get a bigger budget, man. Yeah. Stallone's hair gets better here. It's so perfect. Stallone's hair gets perfect in this. I'll say it's there's never been a better a Stallone hairdo than in this one. I, I challenge anyone out there to tweet at Sam Gettys multiple pictures of Sylvester Stallone through the years where you yes. think his hair looks better. Do it. I challenge you to do that immediately. I mean, Rambo's pretty good, though, bro. Rambo's pretty good. Rambo's hair is incredible, but it's not quaffed. Rambo's right. hair is like it's down with the bandana and it's always kind of sweaty. He's always sweaty. It's He's got just the snake. sweat and blood on yeah. it. This one yeah. is just like, this one literally reminds me of uh, uh, my uncle Danny and, and, and his <laughs> wife and my, like all of, all of, all of the, the, um, like Italian old women in my right. family just have that moment where their hair goes from being like having form to just being like, and just becoming a helmet. 
you so can it's not, hide like so much helmet. paraphernalia in there. Man, yeah. I can't remember my yeah. aunt's name. That's so funny. So it's not a wig at all. That's real. Oh, that's not a wig. That's no, 100%. No. That's, that's, that's prime 100% Italian stallion right there. Uh, <laughs> we get a weird moment with with, with Polly where he just oh, slowly horrible. throws a bottle through what I have this, to assume yeah. is the actual Rocky pinball the, machine. This is where I was like, oh, this is like episodic stuff. It's like that episode that you're like, why is it here? But again. We gotta create tension somehow. We have to have some it's conflict. A weird, it's a weird scene. And it, I think, uh, this is one of those like this feels forced sort of moments. Yeah. But yeah. See, the thing is, Andy, like I, you're you're so right. But it's like we need conflict and tension. But it's also like, do we? Because this conflict is resolved so easily, so quickly, <laughs> and in yep. the stupidest way imaginable. I'm like, dude, can we just kill off Polly? I am so over. I've been done with Polly since the fucking first movie. I'm yeah. so over him, man. Get him out. Ass. Get him out. <laughs> no, okay. Uh, the funny thing is, I said to my, okay, I, I've been, I always, because of Rocky, sorry, interrupt, so because of Rocky, I'm like walking around like Stallone in my house now. I'm like, hey, yeah, I do. And so, <laughs> like, uh, my, <laughs> my wife says something, I go, I don't sweat you. <laughs> I don't sweat you. <laughs> because because of that, my four-year-old said that now. She heard it. She's uh -oh. like, I don't sweat you. I'm like, Damn, you're funny. I'm sure your wife does not appreciate that. Uh, it's, it's so funny because it's like, what does it mean? It's funny. To me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, of course, Rocky bails him out of jail and they get into a fight. Uh, Polly just thinks that Rocky owes him the world. And Rocky's like, I don't owe you anything. He's like, nobody owes it. Nobody nothing. Friends don't owe. They do because they want to. You ain't down. You ain't you ain't a loser. You're just a jealous, lazy bum. And then Polly gets pissed Ooh. off and starts stupidly throwing punches at Rocky, who, to his credit, is like, just kind of dodges and keeps his hands up. And for once in his life, keeps his guard up because he's like, I don't want to get knocked yeah. out by Polly. Um, Watch the hair. Watch the hair. Hey, whoa. And then, of course, they, he, you know, he was like, he gets pissed off. He gets exacerbated. And then he asks Rocky for a job. And he goes, well, all you had to do was ask. And it's like, okay, see, that's well. Stallone there. That's Stallone. All you got to do is ask. That's the Stallone. It's it's an interesting Rocky moment. It's a terrible Polly moment. And this yeah. is definitely one of those you could tell that if there was 10 more minutes of this movie somewhere else, this would have wound up on the cutting room floor because sure. uh, they could have just cut to Polly living with him, taking care of the kid. And that would have made sense. Right. Polly's just, Polly's a shit bag. And have Polly he, be he's a uncle, but he's the uncle and he would have just been taking care of. And I, I do like that moment with the kid where he's like, where Adrian's like no betting. Right. He goes, yeah, no problem. And then right when they leave, he goes, now we got a problem. In the fourth seventh, year, right, yeah, in the yeah. seventh, he pulls out yeah. the, the paper, which is funny. Yeah. You can, uh, you can see later on them going, yeah, we cut all the early Polly stuff because uh, we didn't really feel like that tension. Uh, but we took out all the other later tension stuff of the movies. So we're like, ah, take out the beginning stuff too because what's the point? And yeah, what is the point of any of this? Just have him living there. You don't need to just give him a job. Have yeah. him like, hey, come on, Rocky, give me a job. That's all you need. We, we don't need this sequence of him looking like, He's going to be the threat the whole movie. Like, yeah. It's also, forever. can we just stop the plot of Polly needing a goddamn job? It's like, <laughs> needs a job just man. do something besides needing a job and being an asshole. Like that's yeah. all Polly does. Polly, man. Polly. Later that night, Rocky and Adrian sing a duet of "Take Me Back" together. Uh, nice to see they still very much in love with each other. Uh, and I love again, even in bed, Sylvester Stallone's hair, perfect, immaculate. Uh, we get to the charity fight, and Mickey tells him he's out of his mind for fighting a wrestler. Uh, and then when the man enters, it's none other than Hulk Hogan uh, playing Thunder sure. Lips. Why are they carrying him? Why are they carrying him? They're not. He's walking, which is a great <laughs> line. Uh, and I, I just want to point out here that, you know, there's a lot of action stars these days, and a lot of people are weird about their height. Um, I don't know why. I personally have accepted my height, and I love myself. 
Never mm-hmm. once complained about it. Not one time. Never once. Thank uh, you for sharing. Thank you for sharing. You're very welcome, guys. And then that'll be the last I ever talk Great. about it. But I, I do want to point out that Sylvester Stallone understands how to make his character vulnerable, which I think is why we like Rocky so much, because you have to have a character who's going to be vulnerable so he can overcome a challenge. And we love watching a character overcome a challenge. But man, when he stands next to Hulk Hogan, Jeez. he's so much smaller. And there's how that great shot. That? Hulk over the shoulder six, where he just like looks oh he like kind of looks and the shoulder dips back and you just see him looking up yeah i mean sebastian's one's not short either i think he's like 510 this he's is prime 10, hogan though yeah. this is prime hogan this isn't hogan that's like been hit with chairs leg bumping for like years and he's like hound over this is like prime hogan before thunder in paradise before for the race Commando, before, hey, before all three that. ninjas high noon and make a mountain there did you, you hold on did, did you notice the uh <laughs> did you notice the very 80s cg covering up the bald spot it was i high. did not no yeah there's that there's that over the head shot where he's looking down at rocky and there is a very badly tracked, like wow yellow really? kind of thing no, covering the bald spot up top Go back and watch it. It is really funny to they, see. Yeah. Why would they do that though? Because he's. It's not like he's got a little bald spot here. He's still. I mean, it, this is prime Hulk Hogan. He just has the the halo of hair that just kind of mullets down. That's funny. But I, but I'm, but I'm sure it's because he's so freaking tan that you see the scalp underneath. They're like probably like it looks like a giant eyeball. We got to do yeah. something. We got to spray paint that a little bit. Uh, I will say Hulk Hogan. Hulk Hogan received the initial offer to be in the movie after, like, right after a wrestling match with Andre the Giant. And at first, he thought that the other wrestlers were playing a prank on him, so he didn't even respond. And he was just like, "Fuck these guys!" And then he got an uh, official Western Union letter that he had to sign for, and the contents were Sylvester Stallone with wrote a personal letter to him saying he wanted him to be in the movie as the wrestler. And it's like that's fucking cool, That's and cool he signed immediately. I will uh, say Hulk Hogan, not great in this though. As, no, as, as Thunderlips before Thunder got, Paradise got way better at at being that being the you know Hulkamania that 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 that, that presence and this one he's like I am Thunderlips mm-hmm. I'm the best looking man ever and you're like it's a little subdued for what I remember when I think of Hulk I'm like we'll see your brother you know a little bit more outgoing and, um, and that's what I was saying about like uh, Mr T it's like Mr T in this movie is the greatest pro wrestler character ever and it's like he isn't a pro wrestler character and it's in the same movie with hulk hogan like it may it, it makes hogan not look that great but it also what you he's good at you also kind of just don't i had just a lot of trouble believing any of this because i know what wrestling is and we know what wwe is and stuff and we know these athletes take bumps and stuff but for mickey to be like I've seen these wrestlers. They're crazy. It's, it almost felt like they were trying to promote pro wrestling to us. Well, Andy, <laughs> and you have to remember, this is 82. This is before this is the Montreal Screwjob. This is before this is when everyone still thought <laughs> this is when wrestling, wrestling was real. Was real. Yeah, I mean, yeah, real talk. They, they real. were pre- pretending it was real and it was yeah. actually scary and shit, is- which results in very funny now for us to look at this movie and yeah. it's utter chaos and people are just, Rocky's getting thrown into the audience. It's like, yeah, this, there's a violence to this again, that is hilarious. I just, I, I really hate all of this sort of beginning part. And then, like, <laughs> hey, well, why, why did you go so fun? tough on me? It's part of the job, man. Hey, can we get game. that photo? Yeah, you name can. Game, like, what is like, I think I, I don't know. I, just I, think, it. I think to your point, Andy, I think there's a way for the scene to have been fun. And I, and I honestly think the weak link is Hulk Hogan. I think he needed to be about 200% more on both sides where it starts off where he's like really, really nice. And then throws him around, and oh, then he yeah, goes yeah, back yeah. to really, really nice. Yeah. But in this one, he's just kind of like subdued the entire time. And I'll chalk it up to the fact that he was just maybe this was his first movie at the time, and he was intimidated by the fact that 
It's Sylvester Stallone. And he's in a Rocky the film. nanny. Okay. Yeah. So our okay. Wrestlers and movies. It's Macho Man and Spider Man, right? That's the okay. number one. Definitely. Right. That's, that's yeah. number one. That is number one. And then you got Triple H and Blade Trinity, right? Of course. That's, that's <laughs> what everyone thinks. That is the natural second, of course. Ab- yeah. right. ab- ab- mm-hmm. Above the rock in the fucking uh, Tower movie, where he, <laughs> yeah. whatever, whatever that and movie is. Yeah. Probably at the bottom of the list. Skyscraper. Skyscraper. Oh, yeah. That's oh, wait, wait. And then you have Hogan in. Oh, Nick, what's that movie? No Holds Bar. He's, oh, was he in No Holds Bar? Yeah, he was in No Holds Bar. Absolutely. And then Cena in the Marine. Alongside whatever. with Zeus. And then, of course, John Cena in the Marine. There we go. Um, now, I want to say something right now, guys, before we move on, because I'm, I wrote a specific note about this, and, and mm. I think it's important to talk about. Hulk Hogan, clearly taller. But when it comes to the sheer ice diamond cutting definition in abs, holy shit absolutely alone just decided to dehydrate his body for this movie and it's oh. worth it he looks insane in this at a remarkably Boy, low born, born labs. now it's time to ring those hey, take it over Jim. at a remarkably low 2.8 percent body fat. yeah that's very very dangerous but oh my god you know what it reminds me of there was a moment, I think, when when everything on this planet stood still for a second. I think it was one. It was like, oh my god, a, a beautiful disturbance in the forest. Here happened. we go. And that <laughs> was when that was when uh, Zach Efron was training for oh, the, yeah. Baywatch, that, that Baywatch, Baywatch movie. Yeah. And I remember that one picture of him where he was just looking. Every part of his body was shredded. That <laughs> is what this and and all of us together were just like something happened. I don't know if it's good or bad. <laughs> this could mark the end times. <laughs> this, is, this might be it. Uh, man, he looks fantastic in this, and I got to give it to him. This is the number one spot by far. Because uh, Creed had big abs, but the definition he has—it's it's the, really the rib cage abs. This oh, is like this area yeah, is like boom, 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 like little beads. It's yeah. unbelievable. It's yeah. unbelievable. Uh, I'll put that on the list later. I'm sure I won't forget that at all. Throw that on anyway, uh, going back into it, fun scene could have been better. They throw around yada yada yada, and then he gets back in. He's like, I like the part where he's like, take my gloves off, and then just goes hammer on him, and then he has to throw in a rear naked choke on him, which I love too. A little bit of little bit of jujitsu there back for the early '80s, uh, and ends up uh, the match ends after I guess, I guess the exhibition match was one round, and they're done, and he gets the he gets his picture. Which the is important seed here is Mickey, like starting like. Mm-hmm. Feel that oh stretch. right mickey has the yeah he's he like a little bit he starts of a like like oh uh, also love that clever lang in he just here again every time rocky's anywhere there's a scene that got deleted where rocky just goes for a sandwich clever lang right back there <laughs> yeah. in the back just peeks out from the bathroom i'm always here i'm everywhere mm-hmm. eating a club sandwich yeah, exactly. uh, <laughs> I hate you, Andy. I really do. Eating a club sandwich. Ladies and gentlemen, stop for a second. It's not going to get any better than that. It's just not. It's not. Wow. Nah. Uh, uh, we get a cute scene with Rocky and Rocky Jr. at Rocky's Mansion. This is not Sage Stallone. I thought it was, but it's not. Uh, Polly stays behind to babysit while Rocky and Adrian and Mick head to the unveiling of Rocky's statue, which, if I'm not mistaken, is the same statue from the end of The Dark Knight Rises. Uh, Rocky uses the opportunity. Uh, Nick, to... real quick, uh, you bringing up Sage Stallone, who sadly passed away in in 2012. Um, his mother was the blonde groupie who asked for and got a kiss from Rocky. Oh, oh, that's awesome! Don't kiss uh, Stallone, you get pregnant. Exactly, exactly. Another slide. I stay away. Uh, <laughs> Rocky uses this opportunity. It's a good scene to retire from 
professional boxing. Of course, thankfully, Clover Lane just there again, interrupts the ad uh, from nowhere uh, to rain on Rocky's parade. He calls Rocky out for taking easy matches, setups, as Clever calls it. And Rocky, uh, of course, takes that. And then he talks shit about Adrian. Rocky did, takes the base. Like, anytime, did, anywhere. Did, um, did anyone think that Stallone hated the face of the statue? Like, he gives like this look like he's like, is that me? Is that me? Yeah, yeah I, I got mean, that. I got that I too. Got that I don't too. think they meant that, but like, I got that. That's why he yeah. threw the helmet at him. He was like, it's yeah. inaccurate. Yeah, right. <laughs> Not as bad. Uh, as my what, nose is it, pretty. Was it Ronaldo that had that that, that statue <laughs> reveal? You remember that? <laughs> oh, so bad. Google, uh, Google it. Back at the house, he demands answers from Mick. I think Mick's living with him at this point, which I always liked. Uh, who comes clean and says he can't win. He says he can't win. Uh, this guy will kick you. Will kill you to death in three Not rounds. Not tomorrow. Uh, this guy is a wrecking machine, and he's hungry. And Mickey tells him the title defenses were. He's like, there were set ups, but they were handpicked to not be as hard. Uh, they weren't killers like Clever. Rocky wants to know why he did it, and and, and makes this because uh, the beating that you got from Apollo should have killed you. It was my job to keep you winning and keep you healthy. Uh, three years ago, uh, it was you were supernatural. You had you had a heart. Uh, sorry, you was hard and you was nasty, and you had this cast iron jaw. But then the worst thing happened to you that could have happened to any fighter. You got civilized and we see that here with rocky rocky begs me to train him and he promises to do whatever it takes he's like i'll sleep in the gym if i have to just one more time then it's over and mick agrees and let's just say rocky doesn't exactly sleep in the gym because there is no gym because he's fighting in the ballroom of like the fairmont hotel in the middle of like the bougiest part of philadelphia uh, in front of a crowd of thousands and they're selling merch it's ridiculous and do you oh sorry uh, do you think though, uh, being civilized is like you bought a bidet, Rock? A bidet. <laughs> you made sure your butthole's really clean. <laughs> um, that all of this sort of sequence is an example of me going. I understand this needs to happen. I just don't find it believable, and I kind of wish it was in a different order. I wish the speech that he gives Stallone about like. You know, you you back then you were hungry or blah blah blah. You you became civilized. I wish that's kind of those were kind of like almost mixed final words because he gives him this incredible speech. Dude's willing to retire over this. Dude is like, man, do not fight this guy, Rock. Like, I, I'm telling you, I'm willing to quit my job over this. Like, I, I don't want to do this anymore. Neither should you. Yeah, this seems like world ending sort of stakes here and then we're immediately shown rock not taking it seriously and i just think it kind of diminishes and minimizes it a lot and again i kind of wish that like mick was like you shouldn't do this blah blah blah, but they do it anyway and you're not taking it seriously because even though he's not taking it seriously and mick knows it and isn't happy with it he's still he goes like with it. right he goes with it love you love you rock you know but you're a great kid this is and it just it kind of feels just really Mm. off to me a lot of this feels really off to me yeah to Mm -hmm. me it's depressing because you know as the audience member like dude you i've seen how hard you had to train to beat the best and we've seen this guy destroy people and you're gonna get destroyed yeah you kind of see it a couple times in mickey's eyes where he's like because he's like what can i do like i'm I'm old i'm having heart problems i can't motivate him anymore because he's a superstar and i can't tell him what to do anymore and you get that moment where the girl comes out for the kiss which i guess was his his future wife um and Mix like get out of here like what do you do what is we got to get out of the circus and he's like hey mickey don't worry about it you know it's like oh, it's just, 
<laughs> it just yeah, is what and, it is. And, and I understand, like, you know, all of this needs to happen or to, for there to be this conflict yeah. and for him to feel really, like, bad after the death actually happens. Um, but it, I just wish that Mickey's speech maybe came at a different time because it's like they gave us this... The, he he laid it all out. Mick was like, "Dude, I, this is all fucked. You should not be doing this." And then it's like, "Oh shit, you know you what? I haven't been taking this seriously. You're right, Mick. Let's do this." And then continues and proceeds to not take it seriously. Like, <laughs> yeah, it just it just feels off to me. It's a yeah. little weird. Uh, Rocky, of course, is more than happy to be interviewed pre-fight. Clever, on the other hand, is more happy to feed the paparazzi their cameras. He's like, "Get out of my face." Uh, Apollo was there too, which is cool as a guest commentator. You're like, oh, they brought Apollo back. I'm sure he won't play a major role in this. Uh, Clever <laughs> starts a scene on the way to the ring, and 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 scuffle, uh, and the scuffle hits Mickey right in the heart. Uh, Rocky wants to call off the fight. Oh. Yes. <laughs> He asks just, Adrian what to do, and Mickey hands him his ass. After all these years, you don't know what to do. You got to be ashamed of yourself. Now get out there and do it. You're the best. I was and, like, wait, wait. Did Mr. T hit him in the chest? That's what you made it seem like. No, like, yeah. He, he, he just like, boom. He just popped off his heart. He's like, ah, what are you going to do? Yeah. Uh, Hard point. And the, so Rocky, uh, unfortunately, or Rocky reluctantly goes out to face yeah. uh, Clever, uh, as he does. So, Paul, do, so what's tough. That? It's a tough thing to do as any, like, sports figure is to have adversity literally like seconds before you walk into the arena your yeah. your person's like uh, your manager whatever it's like uh, andy it's like a coach pop you know had a heart oh, attack but what do you think you think timmy d is gonna get the Fuck, win no they're no. canceling the game they're, they're exactly. shutting all san antonio down exactly. and deservedly so exactly uh of course uh apollo goes into the ring as the, as the former champion to, to smile a little bit have his picture shaken and, and shake both people's hands when he goes to shake clubber's hand clever is not having it quote you better get that mad look off your face before i knock it off come on you want to jump jump mm-hmm. like take a swing let's go i'm in this ring already i, I got these this. things on <laughs> yeah. i love this moment and i know that i I like i know that it's one-dimensional but like you know you follow all of us to some degree follow fighting right we've 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 seen the sort of Mm -hmm. people that are the best out of it it, through the years you know the conor mcgregor's like him or not he's great at shit talking and mr t is perfect in this never miss an opportunity to piss off someone that you might get to fight later and make some money off of right the cameras Mm. are on what's more polarizing than than talking shit to rocky talking shit to creed Right. I love it. I just think it's like, and it makes him not only, it, it kind of makes him such a comic book villain that he's likable. Like he's gone full circle to the point where you're like, okay, I like this fucking guy. Right? <laughs> this guy's so, and he's good at it. Mr. T's really good at talking shit. Uh, Creed tells Rocky to drop this temp and they announce their weights. And again, I don't know what state, what boxing organization, and what doctors are sanctioning these fights. 235 versus 201. What fucking weight <laughs> class is Rocky in? Dude, you don't remember during the UFC early days, they had like big sumo wrestlers fighting against like jujitsu well, guys? Well, the, like, the UFC used to not have weight classes, but boxing, correct me if I, I'm not a huge boxing fan. I've never really oh, followed boxing, but correct me if I'm wrong, but doesn't heavyweight start at 205 in boxing for the most part? Or is it even bigger than that? Like for I, sure Stallone yeah. would be like a light heavyweight or a middleweight, right? Yeah, it'd be a light heavyweight, definitely. Yeah. Sure. I mean, they reference that at some point, right? Like don't they, don't they say he's like, he's more of a middleweight. Something like that. They well, do well, say that, but it's it's. I think that was. Well, I don't know. Either way, it's hilarious because they're, yeah. they're, they're, they're literally the same yeah. this, is what, each other. this is what I mean. Like I'm sitting there, like this intros. They're doing the whole rigmarole about the fights. I'm like, it's barely in the beginning, and I feel like we get we do this multiple times in this movie. I'm like, 
why don't we just find a way to cut like a smash cut or something to get into because it, it, it feels like it's an end fight at this point uh, I do love this though when the ref kind of brings them together. Rocky cannot make eye contact with him. I think that's good from Sylvester Stallone's perspective from performance. Mm -hmm. uh, and Mr. T just looks fucking incredible. Uh, Rocky comes out swinging, but Clubber takes it all in stride. He fires back and then smashes Rocky into the ropes. Round one ends, and Rocky is dazed and bleeding. He wants to and know how scared. Mick is instead of focusing on the fight. And he wants uh, he wants Mick. Clubber is too strong, and Rocky is quickly overwhelmed. Back in the dressing room, Mickey is on his last leg, unfortunately. Round two, Clubber beats Rocky into the corner and then throws a left cross that puts Rocky down for the count. Terrifying. Yeah. Like, the way that this shit is shot, and it's just like, man, they, they made Mr. T look like a unstoppable force Brock and i like i like how they mm -hmm. edited this yeah. together right so we're seeing mr t win we're seeing rocky lose and then in the in the uh you know in the locker room the thing that was pretty much rocky's like motivation his spirit is dying uh in the form of mick mm -hmm. uh and then in the mm -hmm. ring clever is crowned the new champion apollo gets up uh from the announcer table and just leaves disgusted rocky heads back to talk to mick he kneels down next to his little friend and tells him it's all over and when mick asks what happened he tells him it was a knockout but he doesn't tell him who got knocked out in the second did, round did you just say he leans down <laughs> next to his little, little friend, friend. <laughs> <laughs> i think i said old i thought i said old friend sorry that's what it's like exactly a big guy so funny <laughs> sorry i said well, I, I thought I, I meant to say old friend to his tiny friend <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. And this shit got me man like this yeah. I, I thought it was you know it, it was very well yeah. done and i love that stallone was just like you know you know mickey's like what what happened what happened he's just like uh you know it was, it was a knockout in the second second round like he's telling him like facts but it was just like right. the wrong side and then yeah. eventually he just lies to him and he's like we won yeah we, we won. did it we he did it it's like oh god yeah, that hit me hard. You don't have to great acting from anymore. from Sylvester Stallone as well. I, th he I thought moments. he really he kind moments. of emoted in just this like I've lost everything sort of way, and I thought he did a great job there. And it's really sad. Too. And Burgess Meredith, to his to his uh, credit as well, just yeah. banger of a senior says, "You're the winner. We did everything right. I love you, kid. I love you." And then as he draws his last breath, goes, it hurts. Yeah. And it's fucking brutal. And, and then and, Rocky and then... just screams in emotion and bursts into tears and wraps his hands, his bloody hands and bloody arms yeah. around uh, the old man. And it's really sad. And he turned into a force ghost. Sorry. He did turn into a force ghost. Mm -hmm. Of course he did. Mm -hmm. And he'll, he'll probably come back in Drago. Uh, <laughs> I'll have, to, I'll have to figure out some CG for that, though. Uh, man, they bury Mick on a Sunday, and it's a very small funeral. Just Polly, Adrian, and Rocky. Just family. Uh, and, man, this music. You mm -hmm. can just start playing this music if you want to see me cry. Next time next oh, yeah. time we're at a convention, if anyone sees me, just play it from the rafters, and I'll mid ten so I'll just start doing okay. it. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Rocky, <rides out>. yeah. <laughs> uh, Rocky rides out to the statue at the top of the steps in the museum. How he got the motorcycle up there, clearly illegal. He looks at it with disgust and hurls his helmet at the face. Uh, from there, he heads back over. Uh, real real quick, Andy, I don't know if you know this. That statue is now real in Philadelphia. It's at the bottom of the steps. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. A couple years ago, they actually put it up there. So wow, pretty cool. To the bottom Sometimes, of the steps. Yeah, they the move. They, mo they move it up every now and then uh, for like anniversaries. They put it up there. Oh, I that's cool. That's cool. Yeah. Um, you go right inside though, Andy. It's the Dark Knight statue. It's crazy. <laughs> oh wow. <laughs> yeah. Yo, but by the way, dude, Stallone. Shouts to Rocky, dude. Dude doesn't know how to read well. Figures out his thing. Gets commercials. Doesn't know how to drive a Trans Am. Now, mm -hmm. motorcycle rider. Yeah. Looks totally. cool. Looks really cool. And y'all two just wait till Rocky Four.
Oh, I can't wait. No <laughs> future spoilers, but spoilers, he flies a jet. Yeah, I was uh, going to say <laughs> F-18s. <laughs> uh, hey, who's that? It's the stallion. <laughs> <laughs> you thought you guys could use some help. But you know, so <laughs> uh, let's see. From God, there, he's good. God, so everything's great. We were God, great. Let's put it this way, guys. We were very lucky to have Rocky and Top Gun when I was growing up. Very, yeah. very lucky. Uh, there was another movie called Star Wars that was pretty fun to watch, too. Yeah. From here. Uh, Rocky heads over to Mighty Mix Gym. He smacks the speed bag a little and is just super depressed. And then from over, from out of nowhere, a voice comes out. Fuck yeah. That's not the way to do it. Why don't you hit it straight? Step into it. And it's just like, do people just wait for Rocky in places for him to show up? <laughs> anyway, he went to the house, of course. It's Apollo. Get fucking hyped. He went by the house. Rocky wasn't there, so he thought he'd come by the gym and take a look at him. He wants uh, to know why. He says, when you retired... He tells him, sorry, Apollo tells him, I want to train you. And Rocky goes, why? And he goes, when you retire, because it, it, it's too quiet. Besides, with the right touch, I can promote this thing into the biggest gate of all time. It could be bigger than ours. And he says, and he goes, he goes on to say, you lost the fight. He lost that last fight for all the wrong reasons. You lost your edge. When we fought, you had the eye of the tiger, the edge. And the way to get it back <laughs> is to go back to the beginning. And then Rocky goes, oh, you got me curious. And then the scene quickly ends. Dude, <laughs> we don't need any more. We're good. No, we get it. Because they are going to proceed to say the words I had the tiger no less than 76 times in this movie. And I swear to God, it is like one of those things of for every like, I'll, I'll post more things on Twitter shit. Where by the time it gets to the end, I'm like, how am I more hyped? Like, how is this now? Like, every time it gets better. It's because yeah. they use I had the tiger as both a positive and a negative. There's yeah, moments exactly. where Rocky's feeling goes, Rocky, I had the tiger. I had the tiger. You know, you just communicate it with those. It reminds me of that Tom Hanks movie, That Thing You Do. You remember every time they said, That Thing You Do, dude, and the music kicks in? Just like that. It's exactly you like that. Doing that, that thing. What a movie. That's a good movie, That's dude. That's a great movie. Uh, let's see. Clubber accepts the challenge and then proceeds to talk mad shit about Rocky. Uh, oh, sorry. Uh, so, whoa, I lost my fire. I lost my fire. All right, there we go. Clubber accepts the challenge, then proceeds to talk mad shit about Rocky and Apollo. Uh, they really they drive over to really driving that balboa is over. oh excuse me they really drive in <laughs> the fact that balboa is over the hill at 34 like this guy's over the hill 34 uh Polly tells him not to listen apollo tells him he's like no no no, you should listen because when this is all over they're all gonna owe you a big apology and you're gonna and, owe me a favor and at this point nick i'm like and they're really driving yeah they're driving it in that he's 34 and that's old there's no fucking way Mr. T is younger than 34. <laughs> like no, he's 48 I'm, years old. I'm just looking at this man. It's like I th this man cannot be my age in this movie. <laughs> like there's no <laughs> shot. He can't be younger than me. You know what I mean? Like Sancho, you yeah. get to the point where like suddenly the college athletes are younger than you. And you're like, oh, oh I'm yeah. getting old. Oh, yeah. No you, way am I looking at this man. And I'm like, holy shit, this dude is younger than 34. Impossible. Yeah, Andy, when you get old, you start calling those. You, you call them kids. You're like, look at these kids yeah. out here playing yeah. college football. At first, yeah. it was like, one day I'll be like these guys. Yeah. <laughs> Mr. T is currently 70 years old. Jeez. So, so he would have been in, he would have been in his 30s then in the 80s. Yeah, he right? would have been in his 30s. Yeah. Uh, Rocky and Adrian 82. head out to Sunday. That was 40 Los years ago in 82. Yeah. Wow. Oh, so he would have been 30? He was 30. 30. Yeah, that makes sense. What the fuck? <laughs> Wild. Was Stallone actually 34? How old is Stallone? I think he was, I don't know. I'd be curious to know how old he was. Because he looked pretty, he looked pretty, he looked great in this movie. Anyway, uh, Rocky and Adrian head out to sunny Los Angeles, California to take it back. Do, 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 it. Do, do. Where it all 76 started. He's currently. 76, so he would have been 34. Yeah, no, 32 during this, right? 
No, 34. That's, you know how, that's how math works. How old was Polly? Polly? <laughs> 104 years old to be yeah. in the movie. <laughs> Now, uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, let's see. They head over to it's like uh, they head over to Apollo's gym because they want to take it back to where it all started, but not for Rocky for Apollo. Uh, and the sign just says tough. <laughs> and I'll tell you what, man, when they walk in, every fighter looks at Rocky like he's a fucking piece of meat, meat and they are hungry. And then uh, Apollo says, See that look in their eyes? I didn't have that when we fought. You did. We fought. You won. You got to get that look back. And then his trainer, Duke, joins them. And it's this to me is like the best part of the whole movie because it's like he's like, hey, Duke's man, what's there. going on? It's That's nice why. to be working with you. <laughs> and you're like, well, this is just a lovely team we put together now. I love <laughs> it's this. so good, man. Now, like, I love he, it. I Again, Creed was set up so, so great in the last two movies and especially with Duke as a partner. And obviously Rocky was well set up. So you put them together and it's just like it makes sense. Like, it's believable, the story that they set up because it doesn't feel like the, oh, both our parents are named Martha type bullshit. It's like, no, no, no. This like. We want them together, and like it, it makes the whole experience better. Well, not only that, it's like it is. Listen, Tim, I, I know you're not really familiar with this franchise that I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna bring out mm-hmm. right now. And a lot of people, it's a small indie franchise. Before uh, but there's a movie that I really, really done. like called Fast and the Furious. Mm-hmm. And the fact that they were the fact, one of the things I love they do is turn villains into family. And let me tell you, this scene right here is where they all become family, and it's just gonna keep going. And then you get a movie called Creed. What's up, Andy? And I'm glad that they didn't do uh, the thing that I didn't like in part two, where, yeah, all these people in this gym are giving him tough looks. But then they're like, you're the fucking champ. You're Rocky. We're all and like they respect him because he's a champion and stuff, which is what I didn't like in part two, where it's like this guy was just world champion. Now everybody's like, carry my spin. Yeah, it's like, fuck off. That would never happen. And I love that this feels like a lot of up and coming boxers that are interacting with somebody who is a superstar uh let's see of course we get the the incredibly racist moment with polly where he's like i don't like these people and then rocky fires back he's like maybe they don't like you either and then polly being a dumbass goes what i do to them <laughs> like you fucking idiot what i what i needed was for stallone to look in the camera and be like hey these viewers don't like you either <laughs> like yeah. we don't like you either polly like nobody uh, likes you dude you're a terrible dude and i just don't like your involvement in any of this well, it's Polly. Should have killed uh, him. Should have killed yeah. him off. <laughs> Kill him off, dude. I want someone to fucking punch you, his you head went, so you, hard it comes you, off. You wanted a whole other side story where he gets in trouble with Gazo and then he gets just, <laughs> all of yeah. a sudden they whack him. That's what because you want. It just becomes like Pulp Fiction. <laughs> it's, uh, just such, it's, it's such a quick throwaway scene where they're like, hey, uh, uh, Rocky, Gazo killed uh, Polly. We found his body. He's like, well, we got to keep on boxing. They just wanted me to go on. Here's the scene real quick. Quick sidebar, all right? Stallone doing his whole meat locker thing. He's in the thing and then he pulls one over and it's frozen Polly in the thing. He's like, well, they got the Polly, huh? Apollo begins training immediately. They have two massive obstacles teach Rocky how to move and teach Rocky how to swim. Uh, Apollo and Duke watch tape of the last fight and strategize. They're going to set some, uh, they're going to have to set a ridiculous pace, but Rocky is going to have to finish him by the eighth or they'll be in a bad place. The next day, Rocky is still moving well, like a rock. His focus is all off. He's worrying about Adrian and the last fight, and he's very, very traumatized by it. Uh, During a sparring match, Creed loses his temper. He yells at Rocky and turns it on. Rocky has flashes of clever uh, and quits training that day. And he says, tomorrow. And then as he's leaving the ring, and Creed yells at him, there is no tomorrow. 
Um, Apollo takes Rocky to the beach for a race. He goes, we're to build some speed and endurance. That's the only thing we got to worry about. They race and Rocky just falls short and way behind. He just can't stop focusing on getting knocked out and uh, Mickey's death. And he quits the footways midway. And Polly says, what's the matter? And Creed just looks at him and says, it's over. It's all over. Of course, Adrian knows it's not. She knows she has one last thing she can do. She takes a moment and talks to Rocky alone. She says, why'd you come out here? If it's, if it's over because you want it to be over, I'm glad. It's just you've never quit anything since I've known you. And Rocky is mad. He's mad that Mickey carried him and lied to him. He hung on to that title way longer than he should have. And he says, and she says he loved you, and that was his job, protecting you. And then Rocky says, that only makes things worth nothing worse. Nothing is real if you don't believe in who you are. And she says, then why don't you tell me the truth? And he goes, I don't want to lose what I got. And she says, what do we have you can't be replaced? We got everything but the truth. He goes, you want the truth? For the first time in my life, I'm afraid. And then Adrian lays it fucking down for him. She says, you did everything you were supposed to do. Great moment here uh, where she tells him uh, to get rid of it. She's like, we can live. We can't live like this. It's going to bother you for the rest of your life. You got to go back in there. And she says, Apollo thinks you can do it. So do I. But you got to do it for the right reasons. Not for the title. Not for the money. Just for you. And he goes, and if I lose, she goes, then you lose. And at least you lose with no excuses, no fear. And I can live like that. And she goes, how'd you get so tough? And he goes, she goes, I live with a fighter. And then he says, I really love you. And the scene ends. This like whole it. scene, yeah, that's great. It's fine. It's cool. There's two things we're skipping past here, okay? One of them, Rocky got his ball back, all right? I missed it a lot in Rocky Part 2. We see him training <laughs> with his dumb little ball, the tiny one. He's bouncing it around. Love that. Second, Nick, what do we think of Apollo's crop top? <sighs> it's one of those things where you go, you start thinking to yourself, is that what I've been missing in my life? Is that why I'm not more <laughs> successful? Yeah. Because the confidence it takes to wear a crop top like that mm-hmm. and those mm-hmm. little shorts and those it's it's almost Such like tiny shorts what it says to me is i have confidence in my midsection i'm better I have confidence than you. in my in my thighs <laughs> but what i'll tell you this is i'm not i'm not i, I don't have hubris andy i'm not going to sit here and tell you that my ego is so big that i'm not going to cover up my calves okay because these socks are going to go <laughs> knee high that's where we're going to go well so did his Oh, everyone's socks were knee high. Everyone's socks were knee high. But at one point, you notice that Rocky, as he starts training and getting more light, create his shirt gets higher and higher and higher to the point where it's yeah. basically just covering it's, your nipples. It's incredible. That was such a good choice. But I feel like, to Eddie's point about some of the pacing of like scenes and, and moments needing to be moved around, I feel like they needed to move the Adrian Rocky scene because it was so poignant and meaningful. But I couldn't think about it because all I was thinking about <laughs> is this goddamn crop top, man. So we're going to just go into it, right? This is the Let's, let's get into let's it. Get Get into it right now. Everyone, strap the fuck in. It's montage time. <laughs> I'm sitting here. Take a break. Go get a drink. Go get some water, dude. <laughs> and I'm waiting for Eye of the Tiger to play again because I'm like, okay, they, they, if this is the movie they're introducing, they're gonna want to use the song as much as possible. We're about to get the montage to Eye of the Tiger. When the Rocky Thieves starts playing, I was like, fuck Eye of the Tiger. This is so, so damn good. We just get the glistening thighs. So many close-up on those thighs. I yeah. love seeing them run on the beach. The amount of times it cuts back to that, all the different oh, training they're doing, they're God. getting more in sync. God, the pacing Rocky of swimming. this montage. I feel like the hype levels were higher in Rocky 2, and I do think that that is still going to be my favorite one. But this was perfect, man. They really did everything they needed to do, and right when I thought it couldn't have been better, the fucking guitar solo kicks in. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, shit. Oh, shit. Let me tell you, here are my notes for this. Man, these guys wore a lot of cutoff t-shirts. Mm-hmm. Tim, when we get into the new studio, this is all we're going to wear is cutoff mm-hmm. t-shirts. That's mandatory. Requirement. Note, note number two. This montage has a lot of super close-up of Rocky and Apollo's glistening thighs. Note number three. <laughs> 
Just a bunch of tight shots of those thighs. Yeah. <laughs> so many, dude. There's one shot that's so close that I was like, what is that? And then I'm like, oh, it's a thigh. That's a thigh. That's what that is. So, guys, uh, it's time for the full Monty. Here we go. Oh, we got to rank the montage. Rank the montages. Currently, number one is Rocky 2, and number two is Rocky 1. I, okay. I think that the montage in Rocky 2 still hits harder. Me too. And And I like this montage. But by the end of it, when they get to the final foot race, I was like, I'm hype. And and Sylvester Stallone pulls. And I'm like, that was a really great end of this montage. But it's not over yet because they're so happy that they've made this progress that they run splash into together. the ocean and they just splash each other a little bit. They just splash each other a little bit, which is pure joy. Don't get me wrong. I love this part. But it's it doesn't hit quite as hard as that shot of Rocky where he's doing uh, sit-ups and the other guy that's training him, who was also a boxer, is just slapping the shit out of his abs <laughs> as he's coming up. So for that, I give Rocky, the montage in Rocky 2, still the crown of number one. What say you all? I agree. I agree. My ranking is 2-1-3. The thing about 3 as well, it's like it's too... There's more. It's it's too L.A., dude. It's like Philadelphia. It, is, as a character, I like Philly, and that's what makes the montages better in two and one. I think uh, the I you know, and honestly, Carl Weathers eased up on Stallone, bro. Like Carl Weathers looked like he was jogging at the end, dude. It was just nothing, nothing. Not, and then Stallone was doing his whole thing. His hair is literally fluffing back in and place. Just yeah, a little bit of yeah, wind. yeah. And no Apollo, movement. Apollo's just like literally just chilling. So there's. I didn't believe that Stallone, and, and you know, and I hate to bring this up as a kind of funny best friend in general. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Is this the way Andy and Greg's race is going to be filmed? Because I hope so. <laughs> well, oh, you mean you mean are the, they going to be required to wear thighs? And, I want, and, and be, yeah, yeah, exactly, glistening thighs, running, and and I want it in slow mo. Mm -hmm. I want it. Listen, all. you know what, Sancho, you bring up a great point, and I'm gonna I'm gonna say here, confirming right now, put it on the Wikipedia, that if Andy doesn't grease himself down with I'm looking at my thighs right now I'm primed and, and, and on his thighs if he forgets to do it I'm gonna I'm gonna be like Clever Lang and just be hiding in the corner <laughs> right before the race starts I'm just gonna oh squirt God. him down with oil <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you I'm, what dude I'm, that's how we're gonna you know primed, Nick, that is how you. we're gonna fucking do this fight we're gonna I do this so. we're gonna do this I race so. at E3 next year on the beaches of Venice yes you guys are wearing these tiny little shorts you gotta wear these the big socks tiny shorts crop tops and you're gonna be glistening well, I'm gonna <laughs> Ass, go. Dude. People are going to go like this, and they're going to go like this. Who won the fight? All we could see was thighs. It was just a close <laughs> shot of thighs. Andy Cortez, where's your vote? Um, I'm going to put, uh, I'm, I agree with Sancho, 2 1 3. So that means we're going to be a tie. So for the full Monty, number one is Rocky 2, and at a tie, number two, Rocky 1 and Rocky 3. Fair enough. Interesting. And, and yeah. boxing, there's draws. There's, mm -hmm. there's, Wait, so me and you put it number two, Tim? Mm hmm okay i don't know how i like i don't know if i like this or not because it, it scares me okay cool uh, uh do we have uh, we didn't write those abs right oh we put we put we did, rocky yeah. number one rocky yeah rocky's, rocky's number one in this one you know what i'll fix that later write those All abs right. you normally don't actually have a list we just oh yeah we just talk about it just, more of a discussion usually you just compliment abs yeah. for a second <laughs> and then we move on great <laughs> <laughs> It's fight night, ladies and gentlemen. Love that they have this. It's just the same announcing team over and over again. It's just these two guys are the ones that do boxing announcing. Uh, Clever gives a pre-fight interview this time. Uh, he uses what would become Mr. T's iconic line, I pity the fool. And then the interview asks Clever what his prediction for the fight is going to be. And he says, my prediction, and then stares into the camera and says, pain. It's perfect. It's scary as shit. Apollo gives Rocky the it's short. One of those moment, it's one of those moments, though, that like, this is a TV interview, right? 
and suddenly like it doesn't look like a tv interview anymore <laughs> like <laughs> like the not only like the really good camera quality but he is like the camera gets right up in his face oh, and yeah. it is so it, intimidating and i understand why you were so scared of him as a kid it reminds me of those wwe interviews though and then the other guys just standing there and yeah. <laughs> mr t walks off he's like well yeah, <laughs> <laughs> was a uh, Paula gives Rocky the shorts he wore in their first fight, and then he reminds Rocky after this, You owe me a favor. Rocky's like, Woof favor. Uh, both fighters enter the ring. Wait, before we move on, Nick, the whole time I thought Apollo's gonna be like, Hey, you know what? Where are these two, bro? Where are these shoes? Hey, you know what, bro? Where are my, my gloves? You know what? Where are my, hey, wait, wait, we do it here, bro. He's like, You know what? You know what, Rocky, just hang back. I'll fight. I'll fight. It. Play my theme music. Hey, you know, yeah, exactly. Let me get in there. Uh, let's see both fighters enter the ring and then and, and Clever assaults a spectator. Uh, when they get into the ring, Clever starts a melee with Creed. Uh, Rocky once again weighs in way underweight, this time at 191. Clever weighing in at, a, at just a just a just a brisk 237. There's nice just boost. you know a 50 or what 40 pound weight, no 50 pound weight difference between these two fighters. Which would just it never happen. Anyway, uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Guys. By the way, if I'm in the if you're in the chat right now, you're like, no, no, Nick, they do this shit like this all the time in boxing because I don't watch boxing. Please let me know if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure they don't. Uh, the ref brings them together to tell them the rules. This time, Rocky has no problem locking eyes with Clever. Uh, he says, "I'm going to bust you up," and Rocky says, "Go for it." I'm like, he could have had something better there, Rock. We could have prepared him a little better. For oh, that. you wow. remember that phrase, Nick? You remember? It. Go for it soon. That come back. Okay. All right. Okay. Cool. 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 Uh, Rocky won. Rocky comes out fast and nimble. He put, he uh, punishes Clever with jabs, and his right his movement is fantastic this time. Uh, man, when Clever throws and misses again, the sound effect is awesome. It's just whoosh. Uh, Rocky wins round one decidedly with Clever uh, failing to land even a single punch. Uh, it's round so two. weird to see him dodging and like blocks. It is better for his eyes. It just throws <laughs> me off. <laughs> I'm just I'm just oh. used to like ding ding ding. Bah. Time out. We didn't. We forgot to bring up in the first montage they had prepare for this fight, where Stallone's doing the uh, punch out thing, where he's running and mix on the on the bicycle, and he oh, has a yeah. oh, Remember that part? Yeah. I popped for that that moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, that this whole moment reminds me of those punch out things, and you're just dodging Mike Tyson, and you're like boom, 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 and you keep dodging it. But my uh, only thing is, it's like he's doing the jab circle thing, and he he, he got to keep your hand up, right? You, your hand. Is way too low. You gotta protect that face. He knows his that distance. He, he has an understanding of distance. Clever, not not a distance fighter. He's got better reach. This um, is the uh, the first final fight in the franchise where they show the whole fight. They don't do any time jump or montage or skip. Oh, and I missed it. And I missed it. And I missed it. Very cool. Uh, round two, counter and move, but uh, but Clever pushes Rocky dead to rights into the corner and punishes him. Creed yells for Rocky to get his hands up, and once again, he's pushed into the corner and punished. Rocky gets knocked down. He stumbles to his feet, only to take even more punishment from Clever. Once again, he's knocked down. Clever steps up and punishes him. This time, with a little, a little less oomph this time. He's breathing heavy, and Rocky catches it, and he knows it. And he tells Creed, he knows, he's like, Creed's like, what the hell are you doing? He's like, I know what I'm doing. He goes, what are you doing? He's like, he's, he's getting tired. And Creed's like, oh, no, really, he goes like this. It doesn't matter. He can fucking still knock you out. Be careful. Uh, and he says, don't tell me what to think. Go out there and do it. I have a tiger. He's just a man. Be more man than him. And Tim, am I more man than Greg Miller? Some say. Okay, cool. Well, most should say that's that's the answer I was looking for. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, uh, Greg Nick. is a Missouri Tiger, dude. You got, you know, no, he has the eyes. He's, he's slower he than the eyes. Tiger, dude. I was gonna say Nick. Now, if if 
Greg asked us if he was more man than you and you weren't on the podcast, we'd say yes. Of course. That's the rule. It's like, that's the rule. Yeah. Just, it's the same rule. I, just, I don't here, understand. Man. Like, I, I mean, there's some things that are supposed to be a constant in life and talking shit about people that aren't on the podcast is it's one true. of those things. But I guess mm-hmm. we're changing the rules, everyone. Anything can happen. Forget everything you know. Forget everything uh, you know. Let's see. Uh, round three, Rocky once again gets pushed in the corner of Punisher. This time, Clever can't quite knock him down. Rocky begins to taunt him. He says, yeah, he's getting killed. He's not getting – uh, or Creed says he's getting killed. And, he says, and Polly says he's not getting killed. He's getting mad. Uh, Rocky taunts <laughs> Clever, who's unleashing – he unleashes everything he's got at Rocky, but it's not enough to put the champ down, and Clever is getting tired. Uh, Rocky dodges Clever strikes and then lets loose, sticking, moving, going to the body. This time he punishes Clever. He pushes Clever into the corner and unleashes on the man. Uh, let's see. We're in the we're four final massive blows, followed by an insane right hook as the music crescendos puts Clever down for the count. This time, Adrian is in fact in the audience. She managed to uh, be there for filming. Six, uh, seven. The count great. goes off, dude. Uh, to see Rocky once again crowned champ. She says, are you all right? He says, never better. And, we freeze. and then back into but, the really but, fast music, and I hate it. But, yeah, but, but that's the thing. Like, before we get to that knockout, it's like that whole thing. He's like, you're not so bad. Boom. You're not so bad. He's like, he looks like he never fought up to that moment. It's like he's just fresh. Like, fresh fresh into the fight. It, it, it just it throws me out, man. That's all I got to say. I mean, I mean, if, we, if we're gonna, when Tim gets back, we're going to rank this fight. That's the thing to me where I'm like, eh. This final yeah, fight could have been better. I'm still waiting for that choreographed moment. Um, and this, you know, I, I I always will reference this for every fight, but the choreographed moment when Vegeta hits Cell and distracts him <laughs> mm-hmm. and Goku's spirit is behind Gohan and he's like, Gohan now! And you get like those, like I need that moment for Rocky to see the weakness present and him to notice it and the corner to be like, Rocky, now do that thing that we trained and like exactly. worked for and do that prepared you for. Do. You need, you know, you need Andy. You need the, you need this. You know, that yes. one moment where yes. everything comes together and you that's realize what, that's oh, shit, what this I. Is what's that's what we need in one. Of, like we, and that's such a. I do kind of feel like that is such a modern action right. movie moment, right. and it's possible that that's just kind of what we are expecting nowadays, right. but. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, keep in mind, Dragon Ball Z was a while back. Well, <laughs> yeah, I mean, what you're describing is the crane kick from Karate Kid Part 1, right? We set it up, we set it up, we set yeah, it up. And he, and yeah, no, yeah and he, done right, no one can defend it, and then he does it, and he, and he wins the fight. Well, yeah, here it just kind of feels it. like the the punch well, stronger thing that I really right. don't love. Well, Andy, what you're, you're talking about, in the Karate Kid, he looked at, like, Mr. Miyagi, the camera cuts to Miyagi, and then nods like, yes, dude. Yes, you're ready for like, it it's yeah, here this is it this yeah. is it dude he, go, he gives him the yeah he's, he's like, like oh yeah dude. it's the one moment right and, and, the, oh, up moment. Dude, and then music goes bum, 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 bum. Oh. yeah he's like yes yeah. oh it's a good movie man anyway rocky wins he's crowned champ again it's fantastic we freeze on creed poly rocky and adrian enjoying their victory but you're not king Yet, not it's yet. the stinger, dude. Calls it's in the, his favor, stinger. and I love this part, man. They're just walking toward a ring, just the two of them, just in their in their in their shorts with their gloves. And he says, "You beat me by one second. That is a hard thing for a man of my intelligence to handle." And he says, "Didn't you say after I beat you, you learn how to deal with it?" And he goes, "I lied." And they step <laughs> back into the ring. Everything back here is so great. The back and forth, um, and he's like, "Well, there's no." He's like, "You want to ring the bell?" And Apollo goes, 
Ding, ding, ding. ding. And oh, then they just, perfect. as the movie, and then the movie once again freeze frames as they just fucking throw at each other. And then it and turns into it. a painting as if oh, it is yeah. art that we had just witnessed. I love it. Also, I love that once again, Rocky wins and then we just get the fucking fast ass version <laughs> of the Rocky. <laughs> I, hate it. I love it, dude. So let's go. Fucking, <laughs> that drummer's going off on the <laughs> what are, where, where are we going to rank the, the fight for fight hype? Yeah, Ready? so we, we got the on, yeah, go for it. Oh. We'll rank the fight. Is it hype? Or boring? Ladies and gentlemen, rank the fights right now. Number one, we have Rocky 2. And at number two, we have the fight from Rocky 1. Where do you want to put the fight from Rocky 3? Three with I a would, bullet. I would say probably three, yeah. It stinks. I'd, I'd put it at two. <laughs> you put but, it at two? Yeah, you but I, I don't think Rocky that it's... Fight? I think Rocky 2 is the number one. Um, I didn't really like the Rocky one fight that much. I thought it was, it, it needed, it just needed more. Uh, but this one, not, not too, it was, it was fine. It was serviceable. Right, so me and Sanjay uh, put it at three. Andy, where do you want to put it? I put it three only okay. because it's obviously, yeah, he's supposed to win. He can't win. He can't lose mm-hmm. twice. Right. <laughs> um, and because of that, you're expecting like, all right, well, he's definitely going to win this. And I'm expecting a bit more from it still. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. I know he's going to win. How are they going to wow me with this win? And it just doesn't really do much for me. All right. Well, there you have it. Right. And yeah. then that fucking, but then you know what? The drummer pops up. <laughs> there he is. Okay. Here he goes. Uh, should we do Ragu Oppo? Ragu Oppo. Ragu. Opo, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Ragu Opo, uh, where we rank the Ooh. opponents for the Rocky franchise. Number one, Apollo Creed from Rocky Two. Number two, Apollo Creed from Rocky Run. And where do we want to put Clubber Lang? Probably three. I'd go two. Really? I, I really he- liked Creed in the second one. I liked the whole uh, internet commenter angle, and I, I think that they they presented it all well. I, I I liked the Creed. I mean, he is just such a he's so good at being bad. Uh, with uh, Mr. T. Like, he's just so incredibly catchphrase heavy, so powerful. He is just like the evil shadow Rocky, and he fucking nails that stuff. That's a good good argument there. I don't disagree, but I still think it's three. Uh, And I I think the thing I loved about Creed and One is that it is so understated, and all of that is by design because he's overlooking this match. He doesn't care about it much. And I think that adds so much to it. Um, and it's almost like I'm giving him more points for him doing less. <laughs> yeah. And mm. I think that's such a cool angle to it that he, he mm. is. I, I like the dynamic of him as a villain because he doesn't really care a whole lot about this fight and he cares about the business aspect. And what's the next fight? Let's, let's keep on raising money, but it's, I think Duke does a decent job of kind of carrying him as the villain in that uh, in part one. Mm -hmm. And that's why Mm. I really enjoy that kind of doing more with less in part one. Fair enough. Mm. I would I I would have liked Clubber Lane to if you're going to be one dimensional, you could be more one dimensional throughout the entire thing. Like if you're going to call Adrian in the beginning, like keep doing it, dude, like. He, if, you know what I mean? Like keep, talk shit bro. about talk shit about Mickey yeah, dying. Exactly. Like, yeah. Exactly. Shit. Like keep <laughs> keep being this ruthless guy that will try to get in the head of Stallone. And I just, I mean, they, I think they clipped his wings at the end there. I mean, the whole idea of him getting gas, like a, 
and he's still the, he's still like a vicious Mike Tyson like fighter. So I gave him three, but he still has the best trash talking in all movie cinema. I'm gonna back you guys up at three as well. That's where he's gonna round out the list. You went so bad, Andy. Haiku in review. Wow, it is here, huh, Tim? It's, it's yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is the segment that we do right here. Seven syllables in the middle. You need five for the first and last line. If it's not poetic, no need to fret, and haikus don't need to rhyme. No, they don't. Haiku in review. Haiku in review. You can go to patreon.com slash kind of funny to write your review in haiku form, just like Drew Tendo 64 did. Rocky's ass is beat. He's slow and can't move his feet. Worst Rocky film ever made. Doesn't Damn, Drew Tendo. Damn. I thought people hate five. Don't be slow down a little bit, bro. I thought he was going to end it with doesn't beat his meat. Jesus. (laughs) It's there. Yeah, it would work. It would work. Uh, Ignacio Rojas says, anything better than foes becoming partners to take down a new threat? No. The answer is no. The answer is no. Uh, Lee Polero writes in with an absolute banger. Eye of the tiger. Eye of the tiger, baby. Eye of the tiger. <laughs> yes. Yes, everyone. <laughs> and then Joshy G writes in with a two-parter here. Rise up. Fight your foe with the eye of the tiger. The thrill of the fight. Clever pities, fools. Thunderlips name of the game. Creed's one last favor. Oh, yeah. dude. Ding it. ding, and that you're so right, Tim. Like in the franchise, there, dude. Right there, right right like there. and and let Disney Plus add on to it forty oh, years later and ruin it. No, <laughs> yeah. Nick, yeah. they don't know, yeah. bro. Or make they it better. Know. Or make it better, Andy. You, you don't know, know you guys are in for a ride, Brody. <laughs> Oh, God, it, I can't wait till March. I just fucking can't wait. Um, all right, so now it's time to rank the Rocky Cinematic Universe. At number one, we have Rocky two. Number two, we have Rocky one. Very close. That was a split decision, by the way, y'all. Okay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Very close decision. I I feel like I might be alone on this, but I'm gonna put Rocky three in number two. Oof. So we have wait. I'm sorry. What was the rank? What's the list again? Two, Rocky and, two one. and then two one. And one. Because the thing is, two like I kept saying, the second half of Rocky two is just so good. Like her waking up from the coma and just saying when, like from then mm-hmm. on, it's just like, oh my god, this is so good. Uh, I feel like this is a consistently good movie. Had a lot of like good moments, a couple highs. Apollo teaming up with him, coaching him, so fantastic. But a lot of the Polly stuff sucks. I'm so, I'm over Adrian. Like, there's a lot of shit. Like, yeah, we can move on. I, I would put this at number three. Um, I just really enjoy the classic feel of one, and I like a lot of the stuff that that Tim isn't. Uh, a big fan of like the the more natural sort of dialogue moments and that the moments that feel like improv they just feel so natural to me and real and and I enjoy that version of Rocky a lot more the the lovable underdog who's goofy and every once in a while says a dumb thing and is practicing pickup lines and jokes and one-liners like I just enjoy the heart and uh, it's such an endearing film so I I would put part three at number three uh I want to agree with Andy here. It, it, the reason why I, like I said at the opening, three just it, the perfect Rocky film in in my mind. It needs to only have one fight, and for this one to have multiple fights, even the the montage, it, it just dampens everything that Rocky is. Because, and I feel like it never had that crescendo moment for a final fight where Rocky turns it around. And I think like 
even if you modernize it, I mean, they set up so many things like Rocky, you know, you can only go eight rounds, Clever can't. And then if they would have had that danger, like Rocky, you're close to the eighth round, bro. You're going to gas out yourself. Like mm. there's there's a couple of things that could have put it, like I said, it, it was a contender for the top three classic, but it just fell a little short. And I know like it adds so much wrinkles to Rocky, like Mickey's death. Now Rocky's on his own. Him and Apollo are, are together now. But I just think the pacing of it really hurts because I've just felt like there was a lot of da 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 da, and, and the, the, it will build up and then it will die out. But that's why I say if it was episodic, dude, you'd be like, wow, wait, Apollo's now coming back? Great. Next episode, Apollo's training. Oh, Rocky's not going to do it? Now, Adrian, like, it would have flowed a lot better for me versus a movie to see in one setting. See, it's funny because I think when I when I think about Rocky two, I think Rocky two is the one that's way more disjointed and like and and distracted and and, and mm. with a lack of focus, right? You have all those moments where he's like buying houses and stuff, and yeah, it all goes to sort of like where he's at, you know, emotionally and and kind of setting up that he's gonna have to get back into the ring. And this movie, I think, suffers from less of those problems only because it's shorter. Because they're like, okay, we we learned from the last fight, and we're gonna go into this next fight. We're, we're gonna try to make this uh, wrap this up a little uh, faster. I enjoy this movie more. I think then I enjoy watching Rocky too. This movie is the one I remember more often than not because I just think it's it was kind of catered for it to be a little bit more cartoony and just for sheer enjoy like just just a fun movie, uh, kind of playing the hits so to speak as a band would do. Um, I I like Rocky one more than any of these, so that's why I can't put this over that. I would put this at at uh, number three. So there we go, the new rankings: number one, Rocky two; number two, Rocky one; and number three, Rocky three like i said earlier next week we're taking a little rocky break we're going to be doing a the incredible hulk rewatch to prepare for she hulk and we were also going to be doing a fun little bonus episode of i am groot five episodes on disney plus august 10th i think it is this the the whole thing is going to be uh 20 minutes or less total so it's not going to be that long to watch it's just gonna be a cute fun thing but yeah andy andy's getting some justice we're going to rewatch incredible hulk i'm really excited for it and he's going on a fun little vacation so he's not going to be able to be on all the content next week we had to make the decision do we do is he going to be on in review or is he going to be on kind of funny podcast and i gave him the option i'm like it's incredible hulk i i know you how you feel about that movie do you want to be on it and he was like I want to fucking be on it. I, want, I just want to be on there to be celebrated, honestly, for mm-hmm. my foresight and my great taste. So I yeah. can't wait to be celebrated by everybody. I, you know, that sounds I, right. I feel, you know, for the interview folks, instead of getting Rocky Four, you're getting Incredible Hulk. And I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> I'm just going to let you know, I am so sorry that's the what you're being served, but it's going to be quite delicious because the boys always make things great. Midward Norton over here. Jesus. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, and then the okay. week after that, though, we return to Rocky with four, uh, five, right, six. Right. It's going to be a great time. Yeah. Yeah. I'm really excited for four because I've heard a lot of a lot of everyone's told me growing up. I like, oh, Tim, you'd love Rocky four. And if I'm about to find out why, we'll see. We'll OK, see. before we I know we're, we're closing here. We're doing the OG Rocky Four, right? Just so yes, let's do OG Rocky Four. Let's okay. keep it OG. Keep it OG. OG, Sounds not good. do not put Rocky versus Drago. That's not the one you want. You want Rocky Four. Rocky Four. Until next time, y'all. Ew. He's punching. <laughs> there he is. Okay, just point it there. He's pointing. Scary. <laughs> <laughs>